Well, let's let's look this morning at um uh, let's look this morning at um <clears throat> what is faith. So uh, I'm going to start here in Matthew chapter 21 uh, and uh, uh, let me pick up 20 here because uh, a lot of times we think faith is um, this is the bad thing. Think about faith is and, and sometimes in our society I have a lot of friends that think this way. They think faith is just just wait it out. God has a reason for your tr troubles, and that's what faith is. No, it's not. I mean, I, I read so much, and you do too. You read the book of Psalms, and David has both hands on his hips, and he's standing there waiting for God to stop this stuff. He's not sitting there saying, this is sent to teach me some lesson. No, David wants the pain to stop. He wants the problems to go away, and that's exactly what we should do. But sometimes in America, it's, it's because we get away from reading the Bible, we start believing in I like to say little house on the prairie and things like that, and uh, and uh, and I understand even the Waltons or whatever, but a lot of that stuff is not biblically correct. You know, it's just kind of if you have trouble, we just buckle up and wait till it goes away. No, we don't. We got to fight back. And so, watch this right here. Uh, picking up here in Matthew chapter 21, and let me pick up here at uh, verse 19. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it <coughs> and found nothing thereon but leaves only. And said unto it, now let me, let me say before I get ready for this. Why is this verse even in the Bible if faith is not important? So watch the story. So he comes up to a fig tree. There's nothing but leaves. And he said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee. Now wait a minute. He's talking to a tree. He didn't say, hey disciples, you know what? I don't want any fruit to ever grow on this fig tree. No, he did not talk to the disciples. He talked to this fig tree. He said, fig tree, let no man eat fruit on thee hereafter forever. Well, that's King James. Basically, he said, fig tree, oh, nobody's going to be eating fruit from you anymore. So anyway, and presently, the scripture says, <clears throat> the tree, <clears throat> excuse me, withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how soon is the fig tree withered away? Well, Mark's account of this story, this is in Mark chapter 11, in verse 23 and 24. Don't turn there. Well, obviously, we're just watching on projector. But uh, in Mark's account, they said that a day had passed. They, Jesus spoke to this fig tree, and then he went and did his business in, the, uh, in Jerusalem. And when they come back the next day, whoa, the fig tree was withered up by the roots. But nonetheless, verse 20. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? In other words, they said, Hey, look, that fig tree has died. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you. Now, we have got to quit thinking that it's only God. God is the only one that makes any decision in our life. We can't change anything. And I tell you, this hot weather we've been having lately, I tell you what, it's been all over me. I, I if I'm going to blame somebody, I'm going to blame me because i got my own face. We're experiencing over 100 degree temperatures. And uh, I was out last night and it looks like there's no thunderstorms in sight. But every time I got out driving around, I kept praying and thanking God that we had uh, rain. <clears throat> anyway, Jesus said to them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which was done to the fig tree, but also... If you say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Wow. So he says, If you have faith and doubt not. Now, 
makes you wonder uh, wonder what really faith is because you know we can easily get confused. Well, um, that's because we think we're helpless. We can't do anything. No. Uh, let, let me go to, uh, we'll just take this same story, and we'll look at Mark's account. And that's the reason God got us the Bible. We can do a little research on our own here, try to figure some stuff out. Let me go to uh, Mark here, the 11th chapter. It's the same exact story. Uh, notice he says here, uh, Jesus answered, said to them, have faith in God. Now, verse 21, they had just said, whoa, the fig tree doesn't even, is not even alive. Then I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now, I like this part here because it says whosoever. And Jesus is actually teaching a story here. And I, I want to uh, say this. I was listening. I like listening to country music, and I don't know who the singer is, but a uh, oh, wonderful story in country music. Uh, the, the, they have the lyrics on this one song. He said that uh, he had learned over the years to believe the letters in red. And he was referring to, uh, you know, you and I both know uh, uh, your Bible, the, 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 a red-letter Bible means everything Jesus actually said is in red, kind of like this right here. Really made a good point in that song, really touching too, you know. Uh, but anyway, barely I say unto you, whosoever shall stay unto this mountain. Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but, now here's the key, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So i got part of a responsibility here. I have to believe that whatever I say will come to pass. Now at times I don't want to do that, <laughs> because it's called doubt. I don't really think it's going to happen. So I've got to correct that. Well, see, that is what faith is. It's the same thing you've heard me say about my Alabama football team. We're going up against Tennessee. I do not walk in that tent, that stadium saying we're going to lose this one first. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be faith, and you'd understand that. Well, you really doubt it today, don't you? Yeah, that's right. We're not going to win this one. But if I walked in there and said, we're going to take this one, I don't care if Tennessee is undefeated and Alabama is undefeated. I'm walking in there. If I said we're going to win this game, you would immediately say, that's faith. We understand that. It's the same thing with the Bible they're talking about here. Look down here, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you. See, he keeps talking to us. You know, it's important that we know what faith is, and we really do. We're without excuse. It's so obvious. What things soever you desire. I mean, I need something to quit. It's, it's bothering me so bad. Well, I've got to believe. Yeah, but Richard, you don't understand. This thing has been bothering me for years and years and years. Or it just started, and it looks like it's never going to stop. I don't know what's going to... Well, that's what prayer is about. We think in our society sometimes that to be okay, I just to pray, I'm just supposed to say, thank you, Lord, that I'm breathing. I'm just thankful that I'm alive. And bye-bye, I'll talk to you tomorrow. We never come against our problems or say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm running a little old this week, you know. Would you help me? And just thank Him for that. Instead, we think there's some special reason why I don't have enough. There's some special reason why today's not my day. I got out of here, wrecked my car here, got over here, did something else went wrong. I might as well go back to bed. You know, we think it's funny, you know, but, but we think that these problems, there's nothing we can do about them. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. What things soever you desire when you pray, look at this phrase, believe that you receive them. Now, I'll tell you right up front, that's hard to do if you believe that uh, it's all up to God. 
God does all the choosing. Well, that's not the way my parents treated me when it was Christmas time. My mama kept hounding me, and I did my kids the same way as they got older. I said, give me a list. Don't expect me to just know. Now, occasionally you do have, and Dustin does this later, but actually if I ask him, he'll tell me. But when we get lists from Joy and get lists from Melody, sometimes Dustin don't fill out his list. So he's just a little lazy about that. He eventually would. He would tell me what he's looking for. But you got to tell him. He says, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Now, I'm going to pull the Living Bible up on this because this is fantastic. That's just King James. Oh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, what am I doing here? Living Bible. We're looking here at that uh, verse 24. <laughs> Look at this. Does this sound like he's, he wants us to learn something? I think so. Listen to me. Remember, King James is barely. You can pray for anything. And if you believe, now, we, we like to stop here and say, oh, I believe. I believe in God. Well, let me tell you, there's a scripture over in the book of 1 John that says even the demons believe and tremble. Anybody can believe God. In other words, I believe there's a God. I have a problem with Jesus Christ, but I believe there's a God. You're not going to get anywhere with that. we got to believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, you could have a wooden God. I believe there's a deity somewhere. That's not what he said. What did he say? Listen to me. You can pray for anything. Before we trip up over that one. I don't know. I mean, I need a carburetor. I need a this. And God needs to help those people in South America. And my problems. So you, you are so confident that God will not. And see, that's doubt. That's unbelief. Even though you're trying to be humble about it, it's still unbelief. Wouldn't you believe that your God could do anything? Well, yeah, I agree. He can do anything. Well, quit saying you're the most impossible fellow. What is it that makes God go broke when he's time to help you? See, that's unbelief. Well, we ought to be the first ones to say, you know what, if anybody's going to get it, I'm going to get it. And then we can carry that to any friend. Because when you talk to your friends who need to know about Jesus, you can carry the same Jesus to them and say, let me tell you something. My God will help you too because I have learned, and sometimes it's been the hard way because I didn't think he would, but I found out he will. And if he'll do it for me, I know he'll do it for you. You just got to believe too. So watch this. You can pray for anything, and if you believe, look at this, you have it. Wow, that's the kicker right there. It's yours. If you believe you have it, I don't know. No, is it? Remember, verse 23, he gave the example. you got to believe you have it. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, he said, you can say to this mountain. Remember, he says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Jesus was standing at the Mount of Olives, kind of like he was standing right there at Montefano. You can say to Montefano or the Mount of Olives, Rise up and fall into the Mediterranean. Notice he didn't say, uh, if you got time, Lord, or if it's okay, or if it's your will. We hear that a lot. No, he said, you rise and fall into the Mediterranean, and your command will be obeyed. Look at this. All that's required is that you really believe and have no doubt. Now, he wasn't talking about, I believe there's a God. We already established that. We love God. You love God. We have to believe that his promises will protect us. 
We've got to believe when we walk out of here, we're going to be all right. Let me give you some instances here. Uh, let's go to the uh, the book of Psalms here. And I'll go back to the uh, the King James just a moment. Uh, and we're going to look at, uh, I'm still in, where did I go? Oh, hold on. Uh, book of Psalms here, and let's go to Psalm 34. David says the exact same thing. He says, oh, I gotta, I've got to believe. Oh. Let's see. Look down here to uh, at verse, uh, we'll take verse 8. He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. Look at this. There is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want for any good thing. In other words, God will get it to you. What else? See, this, see, trusting is what faith really is. It's the same thing. Let me back up just a moment, and let's go straight to, uh, uh, look at verse uh, verse 6. This poor man, David's the king, he's calling himself poor. His son, Solomon, was the richest of all anybody in the whole world. There was nobody richer than Solomon. This is his dad. This poor man cried and heard him, look at this, and saved him, not talking about going to heaven. He already knows that's going to happen. Saved him out of all his trouble. Now this is a statement. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. That's what you trust. I don't have to worry about a thing today. I don't even have to worry about, uh, you know, my own mistakes. You can blame yourself and say, well, I should have checked the lugs on my car. It was my fault. I didn't realize that I was missing four or five lugs on the right side. So God will cover even your mistakes. Oh, let me put this in the Living Bible just a moment. Watch this. Take verse 6 here. This poor man, let me clean that out just right there. This poor man, let's see, here it is, cried to the Lord, and the Lord heard him, Saved him out of all his trouble. That's good. The angel of the Lord guards and rescues all who reference it. Now, don't get worried about this. Oh, my goodness. Reference means, I'm, that means I better be a preacher. No. It means I don't need to miss a Sunday. No. It, your life is hid with Christ in God. You're already there. Matter of fact, why would David write a psalm? Remember, he wrote this to the whole nation. All the Jews everywhere had availability of this right here. But anyway, verse 8. Oh, put God to the test. See how kind he is. See for yourself the way his mercies shower down on all who trust in him. Wow. The angel of the Lord, look at this, here it is again. Guards and rescues all that reference him. Uh, oh. If you belong to the Lord, reference him. For there, excuse me, for everyone who does this has everything he needs. The young lions sometimes go hunger, but those who reference the Lord will not lack for any good thing. It's so amazing. What am I going to do with this when I get out of here? Oh, I'm going I'm to keep believing. I'll show you another one right here. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Nahum. 
some of these scriptures I just run across on my own here. Okay, it's uh, uh, not that you know you got to read the entire Bible to find out. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's go to whoops, King James. Here. Uh, yeah, here we are. All right. Look at this. This is Nahum one seven. The Lord is good. Look at this. A stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knows them that trusted him. I mean, uh, what is this about trusting him? Well, it's the same thing we find here uh, in um, uh, in the uh, let's go to uh, uh, let's, go, let's go to uh, the book of Genesis, just a moment here. And in Genesis, we're going to run over here to uh, whoops, chapter 15. This same story, this same incident right here, uh, Paul uses in the book of Romans to describe how we trust in Jesus to go to heaven. So he's going to save us and we're going to be saved. This same story. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Notice his name is just Abram at this time. Saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Same thing you find out that David says about God. This is not a one-time deal for just Abraham. Even if you believe that, the book of Galatians says, If you be Christ, in other words, if you belong to Jesus, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. It actually says, that the blessing of Abraham, and this is that blessing, may come on the Gentiles through faith. In other words, if we'll just believe. Okay, shield and reward. Shield and reward. Boy, two things that I need that covers me all day long. I'm not going to be killed starting when we leave here. I'm going to be all right. And then if I need anything, he'll get it to me. I'll just do that. Watch how Abraham understood this question. <clears throat> Verse 2. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? In other words, hint, hint, I am already, uh, I think he's 90 at this stage. I'm already 90 years old, and I do not have a son. Be like Fred over here, never had Marcus, didn't have Fiona. Be like me, I don't, I'm already 52. I do not have Dustin, Joy, and Mel, and that hurts. And you've known people that have not had kids. Yes, we can adopt. This is the next statement. Look at this. Verse 3, And Abram said, Behold to me, you've given me no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. You know, and uh, let's see. And the, uh, excuse me. Uh, you've given me no seed, seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. In other words, he's going to wind up with everything. Uh, notice God speaks up real quick. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Uh, let's go to the Living Bible here. Help us out. Oh. Close that down here. So look what happened. So God says, they call him Jehovah, No one else shall be your heir, for you will have a son to inherit everything you own. What? Now, do you realize what Abraham has to do at this point? He's got to believe, doesn't he? Well, he's going to. 
Then God brought Abram outside beneath the nighttime sky and said, Look to the heavens and count the stars. One, two, three. That's going to be forever. And what was God telling him? He said, Your descendants will be like that. Too many to count. Here's the kicker. Abram believed God. Then God considered him righteous on account of his faith. He believed God. What did he believe? We'll go to the book of Romans to see this. What was it he actually believed? Well, you know what he believed. He believed that God would give him a son. And he believed that he would uh, be his protection. Oh, let's go up here and see. Romans. I need to get back to King James here in just a moment. And we're going back to Romans. Oh, this time we go to chapter 4. Watch this. Same story. Same story. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. He's talking about Abraham here. Let's make sure. Let's get up here. Look at this. He says, Therefore it's a faith that it might be by grace, that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to only those who are of the law. In other words, not just the Jews, but also those which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So in other words, if we have faith like Abraham did, all God said was, Okay, you want a son? Let's see. You're going to have as many as these stars up here. Remember, Isaac was born. Now, this is where he picks up, verse 17. He says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. I mean, can you see how God got right involved in what Abraham really wanted? I've made you a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead, calls things that be not as though they were. Now, here's where we are. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According uh, to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. I want you to see the phrase, he says, who against hope believed in hope. How old was Abraham? Ninety. <laughs> By the time Isaac was born, he was a hundred. Yeah, but he had a spring chicken wife. No, he didn't either. She was pushing ninety. She laughed. They, they named their son when he was born Isaac, Isaac, actually in the Hebrew, means laughter. They did not ever want to forget that this was an impossibility. God even told Sarah, he told Abraham this, actually, because Sarah laughed within her heart. She was listening through the tent wall as God and Abraham were talking. And God said, oh, by the way, this time next year, uh, your wife's going to have Isaac. She's going to have a son. Didn't say what night. So you're going to have a son. And then the Bible says that on the other side of the tent, Sarah laughed within herself. And God confronted her and said, why did you laugh? And she says, oh, I didn't laugh. And he says, oh, yes, you did. And God says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, we're just talking, baby. And I'm sorry for Mr. and Ms. Abraham, but I mean, I mean, I live in 2012 right now, and that's a nice little story. But see, it was interesting and important to them. Not that interesting and important to me. I mean, I get the story. But that was their problem. I got my own problem. But what I can get from this is that God helped them in their problems, and he will help me in mine. And it's interesting, he said, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Look at verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Well, I guess so. He's 100 years old. And when he was about 100 years old, look at this, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, if you remember the story, 
Sarah tried to help out a little bit here and got a woman by the name of Hagar. She was young. And she offered him to Abraham saying, I tell you what, we need to help old God out here because I am too old for this. God has lost his mind. I'm going to give you Hagar. Well, of course, Abraham took her, you know. And she had a son named Ishmael, okay? Well, that didn't work. That was not what God had said. And they finally got back over on the program and thought, you know what? God said it is going to happen. Yeah. But anyway, verse 20. Look, I mean, why do we have these strong words like this? He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. See, that's where I am today. I'm stuck on the side of the road and this happened. My Volkswagen had quit. And I really needed to be somewhere. I did not plan on this. This is just regular old life. It could be your car doesn't work. It's something's not going to work. Your refrigerator quits working. Or the people you're around quit working. Something is not right. What am I going to do? I can sit there and struggle through it and just say, well, it's just my luck. Nothing's going to get better. Or I can stop and say, you know what? God told Abraham, in essence, he told me, that he's my shield and my exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, what will you give me seeing here's my father? So I need to go, hmm, Lord, what will you give me seeing I need help today. Everybody did not show up to work. I'm left with all this stuff I got to do. By 3 o'clock, I need a miracle. That's my responsibility. I need to believe God. And so, therefore, I don't need to stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. But he said he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, what did that mean? Well, just simply, I'm not going to worry about this. God's going to be there for me. He's going to take care of all this. I'm just going to say hallelujah. A lot of times we think, I'm just supposed to say hallelujah, although trouble still going to happen. No, I'm saying hallelujah because he's going to get me out. Look at verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. It's like going in there playing Tennessee, Alabama. I am fully persuaded. I don't care that ESPN has said that Tennessee is finally going to knock off Alabama. I have made up my mind. I'm going to watch this game, and we are going to beat the tar out of Tennessee. It's the same thing. I understand that. Now move over into my life's problem. My back may be hurting like crazy. And immediately, it's so funny. Now that my back is hurting, I don't even believe in healing anymore because <laughs> it's hurting so bad. I've got to get a hold of myself and say, well, I don't care if I can't hardly straighten up. I believe that Jesus wants my back well. Why do you say that? Well, which story in the Bible did nobody get healed? There's not any. They all were. I'm the oddball here having trouble here. So I've got to trust that the same Jesus who says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And take, for instance, what David said in Psalm 103, who forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases. And if that's not enough, Mark 11:24 says, What things shall you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. So I've got to pick myself up and say, Lord, I want to thank you. You're my help today. And you're my exceeding great reward. And the greatest reward I need right now is this back pain to quit, you know. And start trusting the Lord. But see how easy it is to just say, well, I guess maybe God wants me to slow down. What? For what? Oh, he's, he's probably trying to teach me something. What? Have you learned it yet? Well, no, but uh, he's trying to teach me something. 
That, that makes me think God can't even talk. He can't even tell, tell my heart what I need to know. See, all that is just unbelief. And I'm not going there. Verse 21, and being fully persuaded what he had promised he was able to perform, therefore, he says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. In other words, God treated him as though his sins were covered. Now look at verse 23 here. Uh, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for, all, but for us also shall it be imputed if we believe on him that raised up uh, Jesus from the dead, who was delivered up for our offenses. In other words, he died for our sins. And he was raised for our justification. In other words, when Jesus comes out of that tomb, we're looking with binoculars. We're going to go to heaven if Jesus comes out of that tomb. Well, this is the third day. I don't see anything yet. Wait a minute. The stone's been rolled away. My goodness. He walked out. I'm going to heaven. That's what he said. Because it worked. When Jesus died, he didn't just stay dead. He came out again. He bore our sins. And yet he walked out. In other words, he got justified. Well, yes. Yeah. Not only did he get justified, but when he came out of the tomb, he didn't do it for himself. He did it for all of us. And the interesting thing about it, that when he walked out of that tomb, he took care of every one of your prayer requests. They just all covered that way. All covered that way. Praise the Lord. One last scripture. Let's look at one more thing. Uh, I went the wrong way. Here we go. Oh. Uh, you know, you just you know, when you start seeing stories about faith in the Bible, this is exactly what they're talking about. They're not talking about we just kind of roll over and don't pray. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 here, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And notice he says it's the evidence of things not seen. I mean, I don't see it yet. My back may be hurting, but that's not my evidence. My evidence is what the Bible says, that God will help me, okay? <laughs> You're still hurting. But my evidence is that. I believe Alabama's going to take care of Tennessee. Well, I believe God's going to take care of my back. It's not going to be like, well, I'm going to learn how to live with it. No, <laughs> I don't want to learn how to live with it. I want God to take care of this thing. So I am using my faith. I mean, I had trouble, and it's gone now. I mean, this is perfect. This is perfect. I am so thrilled. This thing here, from right here to here, was so painful two weeks ago. I could not. I'd take this finger field, and i just... I was jerking it around. I was doing all my own therapy, man. I just, it, it bothered me. It made me feel like that thing was never going to work again. I was trying not to think about that. But I did the same things that we're talking about right here. Lord, I know good and well, it ain't good enough for me to just have one finger does this. I need my left hand, too. I play guitar and do other things, but I, I wasn't playing guitar throughout the day. I'm doing other things. This finger here was, oh, I take that thing, I just, I just play it. But I remember, I remember I had to, I had to use my faith like we all do. Lord, just like I'm trusting you to take me to heaven. I'm not trusting anybody else's religion. I'm trusting in Jesus Christ. Well, I'm trusting in you to take care of the finger. <laughs> and you told me, Mark 11, 24, if I believe I have it, I'll get it. So, Lord, I believe I have it. It don't feel like I have it, but I'm not going by what I feel like. I'm going by what your Bible says, what your word says. And then I just carry on with my day. Well, guess what? It's fine now. Praise the Lord. And guess what else? It's a testimony, and guess what else? I'll not forget it. So when the next bad thing happens, I'm ready. Do what you did with your finger last week. <gasps> yeah, that was easy. That's the reason all this stuff is supposed to be easy. We just simply just trust the Lord. Anyway, real quick.
Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's my evidence when I walk in that stadium. I'm not waiting. Well, at the end of the game, we'll see if Alabama wins. No, I got my evidence. We're going to beat the car out of Tennessee. That's what you understand, man. Scroll down here, down here to, with me, I will, down here in verse 6, and stop right here. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, I believe there's a God. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's going to tell us what we need to believe. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, look at this, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We think, well, I'll just, word, I'll just you know, if I can just get to heaven, that's enough. We're not impressing anybody. Jesus got all of his disciples when he was asleep on the front of that boat and a storm blew in. Lord, save us. We're going to perish. Wake up. He said, where is your faith? And he stood up and he rebuked that wind and rebuked that wave and said, peace be still. But the trouble with me is that I remember Jesus said, where is your faith? What? I did. I woke you up. Then Jesus would have never said anything about my faith. You know, God doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't. He wants you to make it. He doesn't want you to die young. If you think with me, so many basic things. Honor your father and mother that it may be well with you and that you'll live long on the earth. It's called the first commandment with promise. We throw out the promise because we think we've seen some teenagers die on a road out here. Some of them get cancer or whatever. And we think, well, I just don't understand I'm not worried about those that have died young. I'm listening and trying to help those that are around me and trying to honor the Lord by what His Word says, but I'm not going to just say, well, these things are not so because somebody died over here. A young person drowned at Tim Ford or whatever. You've got the promise to live long. I'm not moved by what I hear about other prophets. I'm not. So anyway, lastly here, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Well, I think that's where we are today. For, you know, this 11th chapter, I'm not going to go through it, but this is a list of people that had to do something. They didn't say, well, I don't know. Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, was moved with fear. In other words, faith here. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. In other words, everybody thought he was off his rocker. You're building an ark? Why? Well, Abraham didn't say, you know, well, I'm going to wait until it starts raining real good, and then my sons, we're pretty strong, we'll get with it. He worked on this ark for so many years. It was a long time coming. Long time coming. So we know what faith is. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you by your stripes we're healed, even those of us that are here and those that are not here with us uh, that are, uh, normally here. I, I lift us all up, Lord. You keep us well, and we just thank you for it. Same thing's true financially. You take care of every one of our needs. And, Lord, if we're faced with any kind of trouble whatsoever, we know you'll take care of us. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my land. He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. This poor man cried, and the Lord saved him out of all his troubles. So whatever we're faced with, Lord, you'll get us out. You'll deliver us from the hand of the enemy, no matter what it is. Well, that doesn't leave anything left, but Jesus, he told us to go tell others what good things the Lord's done for us. So that's what we're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, all righty. Good deal.